your Division II champions, Grand Valley State. It's the Ankara Podcast, presented by the Grand Valley Sports Network. Hey, what's going on, Laker Nation? Welcome back to another edition of the Anchor Up Podcast on a busy Thursday, February 18th, 2021. Spring sports right around the corner. Fall sports that are playing in the spring are right around the corner. And, of course, winter sports are already headed towards the postseason. We've even got two teams that are in the postseason already, so a busy time of year on the campus of Grand Valley State University and coming to you from the Fieldhouse. My name is Jake Levy, joined as always by Tim Knott, who is busy keeping an eye on those swimming and diving numbers as they compete in the GLIAC Championships. One day in the books, already in first place, looking to hold on there. But, Tim, how cool is that to say we got postseason competition already? Well, I don't think we thought we were going to say that this early in the year uh, in terms of just, you know, where everything was going. But uh, everybody's forged through, fought through it, uh, continue to move forward, testing and staying healthy. And we have a team in postseason, so swimming and diving is going well. They're at the Holland Aquatic Center. Men and women both with 100-point leads after the first day of competition. Anchor Up Podcast is brought to you by Metro Health, the official sports medicine provider of GVSU Athletics. Your health, our passion. we got a lot to break down for you. We'll start out right away with our weekly recap. It's brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan because both men's and women's basketball played three games over the last week. Swimming and diving, of course, has gotten started in the GLIAC Championships. Track and field set all sorts of school, NCAA, you name it, records at the big meet last weekend. So a lot to get to. Let's start on the hardwood, though. GVSU women's basketball after the wins over Northern Michigan on the road over the weekend and then a victory over Davenport on Tuesday. They've now won nine straight games. They're 13-1, ranked number nine in the country. And the thing that's been most impressive to me, Tim, is they've been able to get it done in a number of different ways. Well, it's been somebody different stepping up every game. I mean, you can look at... Brooke McKinley, Ellie Drossi, Riley Bisball, Sammy Geralds, Emily Spitzley, Spitzley uh, Hannah Coolis. All those individuals have basically led the team in scoring at some point in time in the last, in, during this uh, win streak. And again, it's somebody different every game, ste- you know, stepping up. Uh, Spitzley against Davenport hit seven threes. Um, McKinley. Or M- McKinley, rather, excuse me, uh, hit seven threes. And, you know, she was 11 for 22 in the week from three point range. <laughs> 50% from the floor, from the uh, three-point line. So, so many different stepping up. You know, balanced scoring. But more imp- more impressively, their defense giving up. Th- you know, they gave up 36.3 points per game during that stretch last week at Northern Michigan and then home against Davenport. Yeah, as a matter of fact, our Coors Light stat of the week, Northern Michigan went into last weekend averaging 66 points a game. The Lakers held them to 66 points in those two games combined, giving up 34 points on Saturday, 32 on Sunday. And then the number that jumped out at me, Tim, or that game on Tuesday, you mentioned the seven threes by Brooke McKinley. But how about on the 20 made baskets they had, 17 assists. Sammy Garrels had eight of them, but the Lakers shared the ball so well, moved the ball so well. And that's something that's been really great to see with this young team coming into their own, the way that they're not just settling for jump shots, settling for late second shots, they're actually moving the ball, following that uh, game plan that Coach Williams, Coach Sayers, Coach Carlson, and DeBoer draw up for them, and they're doing a great job of playing as a team. They, you know, again, their balance is so good offensively, but, but they're balanced defensively. They're so good defensively, and it's so hard for teams to score on us because they're so well-schooled in terms of help side defense, and, and just and they don't foul. If you look at free throws, uh uh, in three games, the last three games, our opponents were 14 for 21 from the free throw line, averaging seven attempts per game. Yeah, you that's know, not and, many. And that's just, you know, you don't give up those easy points. And, and again, they don't give up easy points at all in the, in the course of a game, and they don't give up easy points, to, you know, at, from the free throw line. 
They sure don't, and that's why they've won nine straight games. They're 13-1. and one. They're tied for first place in the GLIAC, and the team they're tied with coming to town this weekend. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. Then we flip to men's basketball. They've gotten their feet under them once again, having won three straight games, coming off an absolutely dominating performance over Davenport on Tuesday night. They won it 85-60, to 60, and they jumped out to score the first 15 points of the game. They didn't give up a point until nearly five minutes from the opening jump. Lakers dominating start to finish. They got some great offensive putbacks, and it's just been solid efforts from everybody. Again, nobody really rising as that far and away superstar in terms of the averages and scoring, but Jake Van Tubergen, Christian Negron, Delion Brown's coming on really strong. Jordan Harris has been great in his first year with the Lakers. The list goes on and on. There was a time where all five starters were averaging double figures for this Grand Valley team. They just find so much balance, just like the women. They've been able to get it done in a number of different ways, and you know, you think about, uh, they're 8-5 and five right now. Three of their losses came by three points, so a couple of bounces go their way. They could be sitting real pretty in first place in the GLIAC. Instead, they find themselves one game back in the loss column, but still everything within their grasp for that Laker men's team, and they've come off some really good showings, especially against Northern Michigan, Tim. The way they were able to withstand a couple of gut punches, I was, I was really impressed. They got off to big leads. Northern Michigan was able to fight back. They hit some threes down the stretch, made things interesting. The Lakers survived for the 81-75 win in overtime mm -hmm. on the first game, then turned around in Sawyer's Day on Saturday and were able to withstand. Led wire to wire despite Northern cutting it down. The Lakers actually outscored Northern 17-2 to to start that game. Yeah. The Wildcats got it back to a one-point game with three minutes left. But again, Grand Valley able to pull away and find those points they needed, those big possessions they needed late in each of those two games. And that's great to see those things starting to go the Lakers' way now yeah. as they get to 8-5 and five on the year. Yeah, you know, in those, in those close games, like you said, they, they lost three games by three points or less. You know, it was one-possession games, and they just didn't. They just came out on the wrong end. Last weekend, they had that big lead in the first game. Northern came back, took a lead, actually. Grand Valley had to make two free throws. With 11 two, seconds 11 left. seconds left by Van Tubergen and got a stop on de the defense, and then in overtime uh, prevailed. But, you know, that, that th this team is more than capable of, of being the best team in the, in the GLIAC. And, you know, if you look at their their scoring averages from last week, five players in double figures. Van Tubergen, 17 points per game. Brown with 14.7. Christian with 14.3. Uh, Gassman, 13.7. And Harris, 10.7. And so, you know, a balanced score, you know, a balanced attack. Now, the... And where they've run into trouble is is their bench hasn't been providing the, the you know scoring and, and so when you t get away from those starters, you know you got to find you know some of those lineups you you look at out there where's the scoring going to come from? Well, they need some some players in the, uh, you know on the bench. Blake Verbeek has been a guy who's really stepped in and d done well. Kind of found his role, you know, uh, in terms in terms of a little bit later than what the coaches probably wanted. But again, there was no preseason. You know, he didn't have those those games to to find his role, but he's kind of found his niche now, and he's he's done a good job while getting in there. Yeah, Blake Verbeek's been good. Ethan Alderink in his freshman mm -hmm. year has been good off the bench as well now, and they've kind of found that nice spell for Van Tubergen and Negron, so they don't feel like they have to leave one of them out there on the floor at all times. They kind of have developed four post players to really rotate through those spots and take the beating. And I think the thing that bodes the best for Grand Valley is with their strong post play, you know, that's what really kind of helps you in the postseason. Yeah. When you get into those games where you're going to have physical grind-out games, back-to-back -back days, and, you know, all reliable is feed it into the post, and the Lakers certainly can do that. They can also shoot their free throws, shooting about 78% from the line as a team this year. It's been a big reason why they were able to pull away from Davenport the other day. It's a big reason why they were able to hold on and beat Northern Michigan, as you mentioned. Jake hitting those two clutch free throws at the end of that first game that went to overtime, and then the Lakers hit like six 
free throws in that overtime period as well in a six-point win. So with Grand Valley shooting free throws well, having a good post presence, that bodes well for them come the GLIAC tournament. But right now the Lakers are fighting to try to be one of those top four seeds. It's so congested oh. on the men's side of the standings. The Lakers could finish anywhere from first to eighth, I think, yeah. right now with just four games left. There's so much still to be decided on that side. But the Lakers in great position now to try to give themselves that first-round bye. Speaking of which, before we go on to our other sports, while we're on the topic of basketball, it was announced this week by the GLIAC how the GLIAC tournament will work. So in case you missed that, all 12 teams are going to qualify. The top four teams get a bye. Then five will play 12 and so on and so forth at the host sites of the higher seeds for a play-in round. Then those eight teams that are still remaining are all going to go to one of two campuses of Purdue Northwest to play an all-on-one site GLIAC tournament from the eight down to the four down to the two to an eventual champion. So everybody, no matter where you are in the standings, is going to be in the GLIAC tournament. The Lakers on both sides in good positions to get a bye, so they make sure they go to Indiana. Yeah, and it's you know it's it, and there's it was actually decided this morning. I'm not sure what it was decided by the uh, GLIAC ads. There's a point system because it's an unbalanced schedule. Right. For instance, the Grand Valley women do not play the teams that are currently holding the 11th and 12th spot in the standings. They have four combined wins between them. Grand Valley doesn't play them. So Grand Valley has the toughest strength of schedule of any team in the league. And that's just facts. And that's, that's just yeah, facts. Yeah. That's all we're saying. I mean, we're, so we're presenting the Saginaw, information. Saginaw does too. Saginaw doesn't play those teams as well. So they went to it because it's unbalanced and you can't really – go on winning percentage because they're not playing everybody. You know, Ashland, conversely, doesn't play Northern Michigan and Michigan Tech, two of the best teams in the league. So what they did is they came up with a point system, and it's based on road, you know, winning on the road against a team with a 500 winning percentage or better, winning at home. And so there's a, it's, a, it's a formula which other leagues have gone to. They actually came up with this formula three years ago when they first switched to the slightly unbalanced schedule where you only played a couple of teams once, but now it's been even more punctuated. Yeah, and so – that I think that is what they're going to seed for for the GLIAC tournament is based on the point system, which Grand Valley State is in first by a wide margin over Michigan Tech because of their strength of schedule. Grand Valley State will have played every, you know, 12 teams. Grand Valley State will have played the top 10 teams uh, in a two-game set. Well, including the uh, two games against the other team at the top. So <laughs> while the point system might matter a lot, it, a lot of really ride on this weekend yes. as well when those two teams get together. But, yeah, I think the better way to go is to just make the standings based on the point system because, it, like you said, if you're not playing the bottom two teams in the standings, you shouldn't be penalized by that because that's the way that some ping-pong bowls rolled out when they made that random schedule at the beginning of the year to determine who would be playing who. Random. So. Mm -hmm. Random. So, just, with just that random. random schedule of who would be playing who, the Lakers got a bad break where they didn't get the two worst teams in the standings. So, they get hamstrings, so they should get the benefit of playing those tougher teams and get the chance to be the GLIAC champion based on that. So, we'll see if they wind up voting that way. Tim and I obviously feel as though they should. We'll see what happens with that. But nonetheless, no matter where they finish in the standings, everybody qualifying for the GLIAC tournament, which would make for some fun basketball in just two weeks now. Yeah, the GLIAC tournament's close. already on the horizon. So we will uh, see how that all shakes out. Either way, we know the teams will be in the tournament, and likely the Lakers will have a bye on both sides, at least be fighting for it late down the stretch. So we'll see what happens with that. But then meanwhile, over in the Kelly, the big meet this past weekend and some big performances on the track and field side. And we have to start with the indoor distance medley relay, a team that ran the fastest time ever for an NCAA D2 school yeah. in the indoor side of things. Now, usually when they do national records, they run on a 200-meter track. This is a 300-meter track, so technically they do not hold the NCAA record, 
but it is the fastest time ever recorded regardless of track size. So still an incredibly impressive performance. Dennis Mabuda, uh, Jackson Blanchard, John Grondike, and Caleb Flutter. Uh, just, I mean, and we were over there and we watched it, and it was, it rivaled the 3,000 uh, the previous week by, um, who, who won the 3,000 set the record? Well, Isaac Hardy Isaac and Tanner Hardy, Shaw yeah, were yeah, neck yeah. and neck for yeah. it. And so it rivaled that in terms of excitement because Miami was in, in the race and National was in the race, and, and it was just so, it was really exciting, and, and, all four legs just ran so well, and it's a distance medley, so you have a combination of 1,200 meters, a mile, 800, and a 400. And then they, you know, it's, and it's, it's kind of is like a swimming medley relay where it's a different stroke every time. This is a different distance every time. So, uh, you know, exciting fashion, great job for those guys, and uh, bodes well. Uh, for the NCAA championship. Yeah, what a kick by Caleb Futter down the stretch, too. He went on neck and neck with the runner from Miami, Ohio, and able to edge him by milliseconds. But, of course, Miami, Ohio, one of the best track programs in Division One, So an incredible performance from Grand Valley on that side. And, yeah, Ashland's really good as well. The uh, track and field rankings came out this past week. Grand Valley's number one. Ashland's number two on the men's side. Then on the women's side, Saginaw Valley's right on the heels of Grand Valley and the women's. So those GLIAC championships that are coming up next week at Saginaw, yes, by I the know. way, yeah. will be a lot of fun. Grand Valley's going to have a really tough test. Coach Balt has talked about it on the GVSU Sports Report. He also talked about some other really impressive showings from the track and field athletes from last week. Judith Esamaya, he talked about a lot on the field side. She did a great job with the weight throw, so make sure you check that out as well. Jerry always does a great job on the GVSU Sports Report. Go to youtube.com slash WGVU35 to get that track and field recap where Baltus did an outstanding job once again of breaking down all of his athletes that stood out. So we don't have to repeat for him verbatim. Again, if you want all the details on the great performances from the big meet, make sure you check out the Sports Report WGVU's production of that on youtube.com slash WGVU35. And then obviously in the pool, some big performances already from day one. The women are out into a huge lead. The men have an advantage as well. And, Tim, it's, uh, it's looking really good for the Lakers in the pool like they're going to head towards yet another GLIAC championship. Yeah, the men are going for their seventh consecutive uh, GLIAC championship um, uh, in, in the in pool. Uh, Big lead for the Lakers, uh, 271 points on the first day, which is an impressive first day. Wayne State's second with 170. On the women's side, Grand Valley State with 265 points and Northern Michigan's second with 112. So uh, in the morning prelims, uh, Thursday morning, the Lakers again placed four to five uh, swimmers in the finals. Diving uh, is going to be a huge day for the women and dive in, in the one-meter event uh, with they have seven of probably the top ten divers in, in, in the league. So uh, bo everything boating well for the Lakers, and uh, the women looking for their third title in the last five years, men looking for their seventh consecutive title. By the way, our great moment of the week presented by Randy Catterberg Agency. We go back to that distance medley relay that the Laker men set the all-time record for the fastest time in Division II program or Division II history across all of NCAA. That is our great moment of the week brought to you by Randy Catterberg Agency capping off our weekly recap. All of that brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Here for you now, more than ever, confidence comes with every card. The Anchor Up podcast also brought to you in part by NovaCare. Discover the power of physical therapy with the official physical therapy provider of GVSU Athletics by PNC Bank, the official bank of GVSU Athletics, PNC Bank, for the achiever in you. And by Earhart Construction, right from the start, the official construction company of the Grand Valley Sports Network. So that's a look back at a busy week, and it only gets busier as we turn our attention ahead. Again, swimming and diving already in the postseason track and field has one more meet this week before they get ready for those GLIAC championships the following week. They have the tune-up at the Kelly on Friday at 2 p.m. 
men's and women's basketball taking on Michigan Tech this weekend as the Laker women host Michigan Tech in a pair of 13-1 teams, a top 20 showdown, Tim. So, of course, let's start there. First of all, those games can be watched on the Grand Valley Sports Network. It'll be Saturday at noon, Sunday at 2. You can also hear them on Talk 1230 WTKG as two top 20 teams in the country collide with first place in the GLIAC on the line. Well, you know, Michigan Tech returned four starters from a really good team last year. And uh, so they come in here with a lot of experience. Lakers, again, didn't return any player with significant playing time a year ago, especially when you, cons when you consider uh, that maybe their best returning player, Haley Swing, uh, uh, tore ACL in preseason. So uh, Michigan Tech has been through these type of situations, and the Lakers haven't in terms of playing a top-notch team in a game that means something. So how are how are the Lakers going to react? They have a bunch of you know freshmen and sophomores that are really, really playing key roles for the first time. Michigan Tech, they've been through that grind. They played Grand Valley's team of last year for three years. Now yep. those girls are now seniors, and uh, they've been playing well. And, you know, now I think the home court advantage is going gonna, is gonna to help Grand Valley State. Even though there's no fans, you know, Michigan Tech is a tough place to play. And forget the, the drive up there. They play really well at home. So we'll see what happens, you know, here at the uh, GVSU Fieldhouse Arena. But, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a great, great couple of games. And we've seen some freshmen for Grand Valley really learn what Coach Williams talks about in terms of game speed, getting comfortable playing on the floor in real actual games. We've seen Ellie Drusty, Riley Bisball. We've talked about them ad nauseum. But you add in Hallie. Bree Meyer had in Hadley Miller. Those younger players are starting to really figure some things out. Kaylee Baker got some good minutes on Tuesday as well. Jocelyn Brennan able to get into the game hopefully at some point here soon as well. So all those really talented freshmen are starting to find their legs under them, and that's important to see. And that'll be big for Grand Valley. Is they, the two toughest tests really of the year come now. Yeah. Michigan Tech is tied with the Lakers for first place in Northwood, even though they just lost to a good Saginaw Valley team on Tuesday. They're still in third place in the conference. So it's going to be two of the top three teams the Lakers have to face in these final four games of the year. So while they're off to a great start, they're 13-1, and one, the Coach Williams has not been blind to the fact no. that the next four games are their toughest four. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and uh, you know, our, our coaching staff, they are realistic in their approach and how they deal with things. They, they don't get too high or low. And they really judge the Lakers on how they practice and play, not on what the score of the game is and who, they, who they've beaten. They really, they really have high expectations for these young ladies. Um, and they just want them to play hard, play smart, and play good defense. So, and that's what Coach Williams, you know, pr preaches, and that's what they've uh, done thus far. Yep, our upcoming schedule brought to you by Ziegler Automotive. Meanwhile, the men's basketball team on the way up to Michigan Tech right now. They're on the long drive, about nine hours up to Houghton across the bridge to the Upper Peninsula. Tim, your old stomping yep. grounds up there in the way UP, and we'll see how the Lakers can fare against a team that was off to a really great start this year. They lost their point guard. Uh, Isaac Appleby, I believe, is out now. Yeah. So without him, you've kind of seen them take a step back a little bit. As you figured, he's probably their best returning player outside of Owen White, who's been fantastic. But Appleby, their point guard, probably their best three-point shooter. Dawson Bilski's been great for them as well. But they, of course, lost Kyle Monroe from a year ago, and trying to replace him won't be easy. Remember, he scored 53 points in a game here last year in a game the Lakers actually <laughs> won. So That's crazy. One of the most incredible games that I've been a part of at Grand Valley. But the Lakers have to go up there, like you mentioned. Michigan Tech, a really tough place to go and That's play. That's what. SDC gym is not a fun place to try to figure things out. Well, it's it's it, the problem is they shoot so well there. That's that's their it, you know they've always been a good shooting team. They really dial it up in that gym, and uh, they did not play well at uh, Davenport. Didn't shoot the ball well at all. And uh, but against Northern Michigan, it was really kind of weird. On Tuesday, they played Northern Michigan, their rival. They're up 49 to 20 at the half. Grand Valley played Davenport. They're up 49 to 22 at the half. 
Um, so uh, Tech founded against the uh, Wildcats, and uh, they, they, you know, they're feast or famine from three. Um, they really, if they're shooting the ball well from the outside, just op open things up for Owen White in the middle, and they can really get it going. So the Lakers really need to clamp down on the three-point shooters, and, uh, you know, that's going to in turn help defend Owen White. And uh, you're going to you have to play really well defensively, and you can't put them in the free throw line. They're an outstanding free throw shooting team. And that's the thing for Grand Valley. They've done a great job against the three these last three games during their winning streak. They held Michigan Tech last Friday, to, or sorry, Northern Michigan last Friday to 10 of 40 mm -hmm. from beyond the arc. Did a really good job with that. And then, of course, on Tuesday, they didn't let Davenport score really in any facet as they beat them 85 to 60. So, you know, by process of, you know, that, that, transitive property the Lakers just beat Davenport by 25 who just swept Michigan Tech but as you said Michigan Tech just looked really good against Northern Michigan that gave Grand Valley all sorts of fits last weekend so you never know yeah. who's gonna show up and what this league and that's what this league's been really well, all year we talk about it at nauseam again but you know th this league the GLIAC on the men's side has been so from top to bottom just so even all throughout all season long. Michigan Tech goes to Fair State drops two tight games uh, goes to Davenport, drops two tight games. Uh, hammers Northern Michigan. Grand Valley State, again, we talked about earlier, lost three games by a total of nine points. So really, eight and five could be 11 and two. Mm -hmm. I mean, very, and, and, and that's not even a stretch of the imagination. It's not like, I mean, those were one possession games in the final 25 seconds. Yeah, no, so, they weren't like it was really a wide open no, game yeah. and then the other team put their yeah. backups no. in and Grand Valley erased. No, I mean, they, they were, were neck and neck yeah, for yeah. the final two minutes. And, then, and that's what this game's, team's capable of. With, with who they have, um, they're capable of, you know, we're, we're talking about maybe the two teams that we feel are in really good position to win the GLIAC championship or t tournament, Michigan Tech and Grand Valley State. I mean, those are two teams which are going to have a lot to say about the outcome. Yep, both on the men's and the women's side. Yeah. Last year, Michigan Tech on the men's side won the GLIAC tournament right here in Allendale as they beat Northwood in the championship game. Grand Valley, of course, facing Michigan Tech and Northwood the last two weeks of the season, both on the road. So facing the two teams that went to the GLIAC championship last year on the men's side. So Grand Valley, a tough road to hoe to close out the regular season. But it seems like they're starting to put everything together at the right time and starting to get back into that game shape. And you know, Coach Wesley's talked about it. Coach Williams has talked about it. Basically, any coach in basketball has talked about how long it took this season to get yourself figured out. Without an offseason, without those preseason games against non-conference opponents, you kind of just had to figure things out on the fly. So there was a lot of working and tweaking lineups and figuring out who's going to be those role players. You know, a guy like Ethan Alderink, if he had some preseason games as a freshman to get his legs under him, maybe he comes out looking like he does now in the beginning of the GLIAC season and is off right. to a great start. You never know. So he's kind of getting, he's growing, Verbeek's growing, as you talked about. So there's a lot of different role players that are getting those opportunities. Of course, Stephen Lloyd's as steady as they come, but he'll be big for the Lakers as well because he can play all five positions, basically. So Grand Valley's going to need a little bit more depth as they face these two tough teams in Michigan Tech and Northwood. It starts this Friday when the Lakers take on Michigan Tech at 12. They then play on Saturday at 11 a.m. Visit gvsulakers.com and go to the men's basketball schedule page for all the live links where you can follow the Lakers live. We'll also have updates at GVSU Basketball on social media during game days on Friday and Saturday. So that's a look at what's coming up on the hardwood. Meanwhile, in the Kelly, one more tune-up meet, literally called the GVSU Tune-Up this Friday at 2 p.m. as they get ready, and then there'll be the GLIAC Championships next week. And, Tim, the way that Jerry Baltus explained it, probably about a third of their runners will run this week. Everybody that's already got an automatic qualifier or a pretty solid provision will probably take this week off to rest up 
and get ready for Gliax. But on the field side, he said it's actually better to keep on going with some of those technical things like the throws. You want to make sure that you still stay in a rhythm, still keep doing it every week, still get that grind as you go into the postseason so you feel like you still have that same rhythm going. Yeah, for the field events, definitely. And the vaulters, the throwers, the jumpers, you want to stay in that groove and you know things are going well and you want to really you know still compete. And, and, and there's still marks to be met. I mean, you know, a, a Grand Valley State has had a history of a thrower popping a throw to, to win a, a championship, to get in the NCAA tournament. A high jumper all of a sudden just having one, that one great jump, boom, you, you clear that height, which gets you in, in, into the NCAA tournament. Uh, pole vaulting, same deal. And so Grand Valley State's had a history of that, that one elite performance that gets you into the NCAA tournament. And when you get in, it's not like there's a ton of competitors in each event. There's only going to be 10 to 12 competitors. So when you get in, there's a great chance of scoring. And that's what the Laker, Lakers want is they want to get those people into the NCAA championships so they can score those points because it's going to come down to a point or two. Uh, and especially this there. year with a smaller field yeah. than usual, there's fewer opportunities to qualify, so those provisionals are going to be even more important. You want to be as solid as you possibly can be going into the NCAA so that you feel confident you can get as many people qualified as you possibly can. That's what's coming up in the winter sports. The Ankara podcast is brought to you in part by Homewood Suites Grand Rapids. Enjoy all the comforts of home at the only extended stay hotel in downtown Grand Rapids. By Uccello's, where great food and sports come together. By DTE Energy, know your own power. By Mervine Beverage, reminding you to drink responsibly, and also in part by Fox Motors. Those are the winter sports that are coming up, but we're not done with our oh, preview no, because spring yet. sports, fall sports that are playing in the spring, all <laughs> of that on the way. And we start with volleyball because that starts right here in the Fieldhouse Arena. This Friday night, the Lakers welcome in the Parkside Rangers for two games this weekend. They take on the Rangers at 7 p.m. on Friday and then 4 p.m. on Saturday, a doubleheader in the arena basketball at noon. Volleyball at four. All of those games available on the Grand Valley Sports Network. WatchGVSN.com is your place to see those games pay-per-view this weekend. And for volleyball, they had a couple of scrimmages against Ferris State. Really looks strong. They have some big-time returners coming back. They also have three exciting D1 transfers. This volleyball team is really retooled under head coach Deanne Scanlon, assistant Jason Johnson, and it looks like it's going to be a, a very good competitive team going into this spring season, which will actually be a great warm-up for them getting ready for next fall and then mm -hmm. going to championship competition. So I'm excited to see what they look like, Tim. Yeah, I mean, they uh, scrimmaged Ferris twice. Ferris has uh, won five, six Gleick tournament championships in a row. Uh, played well. They were here last uh, Saturday and uh, really really looked good. Uh, played a, kind of a modified uh, 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 match in terms of they won the first two uh, games, which went to t 25. Fair State won the next game and a half. But it was really competitive. I really, really liked the, the composure this team showed. Um, and, and they have some outside hitters. And they've really bolstered up their inside game in terms of middle blockers. And it's really tough to hit over those young ladies. Uh, the we have two quality setters. I'm not sure if Deanne's going to go to a 6-2 lineup because they, she has two setters. I think she wants to get in, into the lineup. So you might see a 6-2 lineup, and uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll see. It's a modified season. This is just icing on top of the cake for these young ladies to uh, build for next fall. And it's, so it's great that they're going to be able to play. There will be a GLIAC championship at the end, but there is no NCAA championship tournament to play for. It will be a... Gleak schedule only, Gleak tournament, and then get ready for next year. Yeah, this would be a great time to try to see if you want to go to the 6-2 and see what it looks like when you have Aaron and Carly on the floor at the same time. You know, They also return some great hitters like you talked about. Allie Thompson, Abby Graham have been great for the Lakers the last few years, even though there's some trying times. 
Jaylee Primus has looked really good as well as in the middle, Raynan Gleak, freshman of the year. So a lot of talent coming back for this Laker team is exciting to see them put it all together and play some actual competition. And don't be alarmed when they are wearing masks. Gleak Volleyball has decided to go with three tests per week and wear masks to a comply with Michigan ordinance so they will be wearing the masks while they play but coach Scanlon saying in the GVSU sports report preview earlier this week she doesn't see it as being too much of a factor here this season so a lot of opportunity for them and then on the diamond GVSU softball is about to get underway which is super exciting they've got four games in the Lewis Dome tournament which is usually their tip-off or first pitch tournament of the season. It's how they get the season started each and every year, and we'll see how that one shapes out this week. But four games, two on Saturday, two on Sunday, and just an awesome opportunity for a team that entering last year was ranked number three in the nation in the preseason poll. They wound up going 13-3, and won 11 straight games in Florida when their season was canceled, and then turn around this year now in the preseason poll, ranked number 25. Some other teams have played, so there's been some movement. The Lakers number 24 in the country as they open up their season this weekend at the Lewis Dome Tournament. So a probably lot. about 14 spots too low, in my opinion. That's just my opinion, though. But, hey, I'd rather start at number 24 yeah, and yeah, finish at number yeah. three than go the other way. Yeah. So. A little bit of uh, I, really, I really think this team's loaded. The pitching staff is deep, and one of the best pitchers isn't even playing yet because she's on the basketball team, Sammy Geralds. And uh, um, I really this this lineup from first to third outfield, um, I think is loaded. Yeah, Hannah Biotis, who missed two years ago, a bulk of the season that forced Sammy Geralds as a freshman to step in and pitch quite a bit when the team went to the College World Series last year. Biotis, I think, was 11 and one yeah. on the season when she was finally uh, called to the. Or she was, I think, I guess she was seven and zero with some other with Ashley Playtech getting the other starts for the Lakers, but they were off to a great start. And Hannah picked up right where she left off, show, showed no ill effects of that finger that cost her her sophomore season. So she was looking great. Hopefully, she can keep that going here this year as she gets back into the circle. And of course, Sammy will join them whenever basketball is done. We hope that takes a little while as yes, well because that absolutely. means they're still playing on the hardwood. But a lot coming their way this week. And of course, make sure you check out GBSULakers.com to check out the swimming and diving that's still continuing through the GLIAC championships this weekend. That goes through Saturday, and men's and women's tennis has some more activity as well. Women's, men's and women's tennis will be uh, at MVP on Saturday, 10 a.m. start for the women, 1.30 p.m. start for the men. Their matches last week were canceled due to Indiana Wesleyan having a couple of positive COVID tests. So I know they're excited to get back out on the uh, courts, uh, especially with the Australian Open uh, winding up here. So, you, you know, everybody's in the tennis mood so uh they will uh, open the home portion of their schedule this weekend at mvp that is exciting for sure and tim i know you did the math G give us a quick uh, count of how many events we have here 18. this weekend we had 18 events uh from tuesday to uh sunday afternoon so 18 events be at home or away so against softballs in the dome tournament down at lewis uh so a lot to take care of uh the and you can watch a majority of those home events on the Grand Valley Sports Network from basketball, track and field, and vo volleyball. Needless to say, we're busy. We're going to get back to work, but glad to take a half hour out of our day to give you a whip around GVSU athletics. We hope you enjoyed this week's edition of the Anchor Up Podcast, brought to you by Metro Health, the official sports medicine provider of GVSU athletics. Your health, our passion. For Tim Knott, this is Jake Levy saying so long, everybody, and as always, Anchor Up. Anchor Up.